This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Oh, got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNBR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, today was the second scrimmage of fall camp. I uh, I didn't get to watch. It was a closed scrimmage, which means uh, nobody got to watch. But uh, we did get to hear from Carl Durrell, Mark Perry, and Colby Purcell afterward. Um, not like a whole lot of details about what happened, but... We did get some key points, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, so I hope you are excited for that because I know I am. Um, I'm also really excited because, let's see, it's 5.30 now. The Broncos game starts at 8 o'clock. And my goal tonight is to eat two grilled cheeses at the DMVR bar because, first of all, they're an incredible value. Um, it's not like the prices are super high at the DMVR bar, but for me, because I get a little bit of a discount – they turn out to be really cheap and I've kind of been waiting all day. I want to get there at like six 45 ideally eat the first one. And then, uh, toward the end of the game, order a second and hopefully I'll be done with that first one before everybody I know gets there. Uh, and then they'll just think I had the one grilled cheese because it'd be weird to eat two publicly. Um, so that's my plan. Uh, and that's why the podcast is going to be just a little bit shorter. And also because there aren't like a whole lot of details. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about the presenting sponsor of this podcast, the Colorado XOs. And then we will get into the rest of the news. Okay, so Colorado XOs, their rugby team, they do a bunch of cool stuff, but right now is the off-season. And this weekend, if you're listening to this, you're probably listening Saturday night, Sunday morning. Well, get over to Infinity Park in Glendale and watch the Sevens tournament that is going on. They've got a bunch of teams from around the world, 20 teams from around the world competing. For more information, you can go to RugbyTownSevens.com. That's RugbyTown, the number seven, S.com. And you can uh, check out all the things that are going on. Okay. So, um, let's just start at the top. Uh, Mark Perry had an interception off of Brendan Lewis today. That's obviously a good thing and also a bad thing. Uh, that's that's the problem with these scrimmages is you hear something and it means two things. Um, 
the interception was a red zone interception. Uh, Mark said that on the play, um, he knew that they were going to try to run some sort of misdirection, get him to go a different direction, whatever. And uh, he was just patient. He read Brendan's eyes and got himself in the right position to make a play on the ball. And he got the ball. Uh, he also said that afterward, he went up to Brendan and was like, hey, you know, this is the kind of stuff that's going to happen. Um, we're going to, you know, defenses are going to make it look like they're running one thing and then they're going to run something else. Just got to be ready for it. And that's what happened here. We were doing this. We did, we just switched over to that. And that's what you saw. Um, and, you know, that that's kind of the the downside of having Brendan Lewis as your quarterback. Um, okay, pause real quick. So, as you know, I'm an avid uh, NFL preseason football better. Uh, something that Adam Munster Tiger thinks is not a smart thing to do. That was fun today. Um, we had a lot of time to talk, me and Adam and Brian, while we were waiting for all the interviews, just because of the way that everything was structured. Um, but Baltimore has won 18 preseason games in a row. They started the game off by getting like three stuffs at the goal line to force a turnover on downs. And then Carolina just missed a short field goal. Uh, Cole Becker would not have done that. We'll talk about him later. I am through the roof right now. Uh, but uh, also also cheering on the uh, Dolphins. But we'll keep the NFL stuff to the side for now. Um, but yeah, the downside of having Brendan as your quarterback is that he uh, he's a freshman. And that's something that Carl said is, you know, sometimes we forget he's a freshman. And you have to remember, like, he's not some wily old vet. He's learning this stuff. Um, and let me pull up this quote. Um, he said, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things. It's like the uh, Vince Lombardi quote where he said, shoot for perfection. And if you miss, you'll wind up excellent. And that's kind of what the message from Carl has been to Brendan it's like it's okay to to work and fight for perfection and be upset when you don't achieve perfection um but you just have to remember that this is kind of part of the process is there's going to be some bumps in the road and you know I do think that yeah it'd be nice if Brendan just had a totally perfect camp and we're going into the season saying oh this is great things are going to be perfect but I do think that it is probably good to have these talks with Carl and maybe he put this out there intentionally to say hey he's a freshman he's gonna make mistakes we know that we tell him that we tell him that he's not going to be perfect but it is okay to strive for perfection and I do think that that is definitely a good note just for all of us to have in our brains as we get into this season um, because there's you know a bunch of different things that could happen on opening night and I think what's most likely is Colorado wins by like 40 points but there's also a world where you go out there, um, there's a missed pass on third down, and all of a sudden it's a three and out. Um, you punt, they're able to get a field goal out of it. Um, you get the ball back, Brendan throws a pick six, and you're down 10 zip to northern Colorado. And I don't want to speak anything to existence, and I'll knock on wood and all those things. But, you know, sometimes things don't go smoothly when you have a true freshman quarterback. And you're lucky that the true freshman quarterback is one who's as talented as Brendan is. And there's there's a chance that there's times this season where it looks like he's taking you out of a game and then he brings you right back into it. And that's why he's there is because you have the potential for some really high highs and you just have to know that the lows are going to come too. 
Um, doesn't sound like it was a bad practice by any means today, but it was a bad play in a red zone drill going up against, you know, Mark Perry, which means likely the number one defense. Um, and that's what Carl said. Um, I best th- I think the best thing that we can do for him is know that he's going to make a mistake or two and he's going to get past it. Um, just have to keep going. We'll review the tape in the end. Um, the night after, we'll clean it up and then we go again. Uh, he said that's kind of the goal. I like where they're both at. And that includes Drew Carter. Um, their awareness is really starting to pick up. So there we go. I think that that's basically all we heard about Brendan. Oh, except for another note from Mark Perry. Apparently, since Brendan has taken over the starting job because of JT Shroud's injury, uh, according to Mark, he has been a lot more vocal um, taking on that leadership role. That's what you like to hear. But also, uh, he and Mark Perry have kind of gone at it. Mark says basically every day that they're talking crap to each other. And personally, I like that. And, you know, again, I don't how old is Brendan? He's, he's either 19 or 20 at this point. It's good to hear that uh, he has some of that to him, especially as a young guy, because otherwise, you know, what what happens against Texas A&M when you go down 10-0 and you've missed a couple throws? Are you going to hide and be embarrassed, or are you going to fight and, you know? Brendan's a quarterback. There is no plan B at this point. You just kind of go, oh, and and let's move on to that next. Uh, We didn't really get an update on JT Shrout, um, but Carl did say that the surgery is going to be happening this week and that he'll talk to the doctors afterward and figure out what the timeline is. He still will not rule out the possibility that JT could be back by the end of the season. I'll say that I expect that to change after, uh, after... Carl hears from the surgeon, but that's based on what I saw from a press box and not based on me being a doctor or somebody who's heard any details about what's going on with JT's knee or anything like that. Um, So there's the update there. Um, Nothing else on the quarterbacks. I think, I mean, just like some generic, like, yeah, Drew, Drew's doing his thing. He's getting better. He's embracing whatever, you know but not anything that there's really much to go off of. Um, What else did we learn today? Ooh, let's start by pulling up the story I wrote. We'll plug that right now. If you want all the details, I wrote all of the details at thednvr.com. I think this wound up being a little over 1,500 words. For those of you who don't write a lot, adds a lot of words. There's a lot of information up there. Um. Yeah, nothing that I missed in the uh, Brendan Lewis stuff. Um, So after the opening statement, first question was, so, you know, Mark Perry made a play, but anybody else stand out today? Carl Durrell gave us one name. Janaz Jordan. Um, Janaz Jordan is a defensive lineman actually listed on the pre-fall reps chart as the number one nose tackle ahead of Jalen Sami. You'll remember we talked all about this yesterday when we went through and made like a full depth chart and all that. Um, I said, yeah, I I think Jalen's a guy. We've seen it from all that kind of stuff. Well, maybe there's something to that. Maybe Janaz is a starter. Um, Here's what Carl had to say. He's starting to get in better shape. He's running down the line of scrimmage and he's catching people from behind. And that's a lot of weight when that's landing on you. 
So he's getting better. Um, a lot of today's scrimmage was situational work. So, you know, we talked about the red zone stuff. There was also a bunch of short yardage drills. Um, Carl said this, Janaz made a couple of plays in the third down period. That was a hard period because it was a fourth and three, then third and two, some third and ones. I thought the defense won probably half of those, and the offense had a few that were real good plays too. But uh, I thought the interior of the line guys were really doing a great job. Uh, Janaz showed up a couple times. It's what you like to hear. Um, and we talked about it yesterday. You know, Jalen Sami, big guy. Maybe not necessarily the perfect fit for the system that CU runs, the one gap. It's not about just pushing the center straight ahead and then getting off him to the left or right where the running back goes. No, you just got to be quick getting through your gap. And, I, I again, I that's not a knock on Sami at all, and I think that he's going to be just fine. But, you know, maybe, maybe just the system does give a little bit of an advantage to somebody like Janaz Jordan. And I'll say this. I'm officially changing the depth chart yesterday. I'm going to say that I think it's Terrence Lang, Janaz Jordan, and Naeem Rodman. Uh, then I say it, and I'm like, after all these conversations, I, we're going to go with it for now. I'm reserving the right to uh, change that again. But Jalen Sami obviously playing probably just as much as any of those guys. Um, and that's kind of the thing about the way they use their defensive line. Um, like I said, we heard from Colby Purcell. Um, he said uh, we had some times where we could have executed better, but there were times we executed really well and maybe even better than what was probably the standard for the situation. Uh, today was a lot of give and take. Yep. I uh, I think that that's probably, uh, you know, it lines up with what Carl had to say in his opening statement, that it was a pretty back-and-forth situation. Um, and really, that's what you want, right? You want uh, the defense to win some, the offense to win some. You also want the true freshman quarterback to not be throwing interceptions. But, you know, it's football, and that is the kind of thing that happens in football. Uh, so there's actually one part of the team where you don't want to see give and take because it really is just kind of a one-man show. That is your kicker. Um, Cole Becker we haven't heard all that much about him during camp. I think there might have been a question early on, and I don't even remember the answer about the kicker competition, uh, but Adam asked today, um, like, what's going on there? And Carl said so many great things about Cole Becker. Um, he said, Cole Becker, he's ice. He's got ice in his veins. He's ice cold water. Um, apparently, uh, toward the end of practice, they had everybody, like, circle him and just yell and mess with him and try to make it a really hard kick, he nailed it. And Darrell said he didn't really seem to care that everybody was doing that. Um, so we tried rattling down there, crowded around him. He just does his job. And uh, well, so he said he's, he's had a fabulous camp. I think he's missed one field goal, and he was pissed. He's expecting perfection. Again, this is it's exciting stuff. He was the uh, number one kicking recruit in the class. According to one ranking, there's so many different rankings. Everybody has their own and whatever. We're calling him number one, though. Um, apparently, he's, he's acted like it. Uh, Carl said he's one of those guys we targeted to come in here and be that next great kicker that we've had, that lineage of having. Um, he's on the right track. 
Uh, he also said that he doesn't know exactly what the range is yet. They haven't really figured out what that w- is, you know, because there's a bunch of things you need to do, including like see how far he can kick it from in like a live drill and then move around and see if he can do that consistent, all that kind of stuff. But he did say that right now the coaching staff thinks that he's good if you can get to about the 35-yard line. So that's a good number. And obviously that's a different way. You know, a, a lot of like us on the outside would say like, yeah, he's probably good from 50-52, something like that. Carl's way of thinking about it, which makes a lot of sense, is how far do we have to get before we get three points? The answer right now is 35. Um, and he said that 37 might be more accurate, but they're still figuring that out. Um, but a 35, getting to the 35-yard line, that makes it a 52-yard field goal. 37, obviously, a 54-yard field goal. That's pretty deep for a college kicker. It's uh, it's even deeper for a true freshman. So this is, it's, he was really excited to talk about the kicker. Um, all indications right now, he's like the Iceman. <laughs> wow. Uh, so that's exciting. You know, Evan Price was the kicker last year. He, uh, I think he kind of split things early on with Stefano, right? Um, kicking some of the shorter stuff because he isn't, he doesn't have the same range. Um, Mac Willis did the kickoffs. Carl said that Cole Becker is, uh, going to be the kickoff guy too. So there we go. Kind of sounded like all that had been settled. Um, actually here, let's pause. As I said before, all these notes up at thedmvr.com. If you're a member, you can go check it out. There's a bunch of really cool people who are members. Uh, We all talk in a Discord that is members only. Um, Do I tell secrets in there? Not not all that much. Uh, But if you have any questions, more than willing to answer any questions that you have in there. Um, And maybe I need to start putting more secrets in there. Uh, But it's a lot of fun heating up with the uh, season getting close. And that's going to be how we plug becoming a member. And again, if you want to become a member, use the code CAMP2021 when you sign up. Uh, That's just the number 2021. Duh. Who would create a code where you have to spell out 2021? Nobody would use that. Nobody wants to put hyphens in or Google whether you need hyphen, whatever. Uh, But yeah, you use that code. You get a $60 gift card to the DMVR locker. It's a good deal. It's a great deal. It's basically two shirts. We're going to have a Nate Lamon shirt out here in the nearish future, I would say. Um, And you're going to want to get that. So this is the way to do it. Do this now so that you get the full $60 instead of waiting until the shirt comes out when the deal might be gone because I don't know how long the deal lasts. I don't know. Oh, that's a good. Remind me to uh, bring this back up. That remind me another point I need to say when this pauses over. But um, yeah, $60. Who knows when that deal is going to be here? Who knows when that shirt's coming out? I don't know either of those things so sign up also want to give a shout out to our friends over at hassle cattle company if you like beef these are the people for you because they produce a lot of beef um it's wagyu beef they're a fourth generation cattle farm out of texas um i'm actually not gonna get the beef tonight like i said i'm just in a grilled cheese kind of mood but When I get my grilled cheese, the one grilled cheese that other people are going to see me eat after I eat this first one really quickly, 
Um, they're going to say, why did you eat that when we have Wagyu burgers? There's like five different burgers now that you can pick from at the DMVR bar. If you are going to get one of those, I recommend the Bronco burger. It has a like, it has an onion ring on it, has some barbecue sauce on it. It has like a massive Wagyu beef patty, which is a cool thing. And it's really good. Um, my mouth is starting to water. I am so hungry for this grilled cheese. Um, but also, uh, it has like a, it has like this, it's like a green chili cream cheese. Sounds like a weird thing. Really, really good, especially on that burger. So definitely get down to the DMVR bar, check it out. Um, and you can also just order this beef to your house. Uh, they have all sorts of different products, whether it's a hamburger, different sorts of steaks. I mean, all the sorts of steaks. And if you use the code DMVR10, you can get 10% off from HassleCattleCompany.com. It's H-A-S-S-E-L-L cattlecompany.com really can't go wrong and why not put your hat in the ring for a free $200 gift card and a cooler you can do that by going to the DMVR Sports Twitter page the pin tweet will have a link to that giveaway that's going on I've entered I don't know if I'm allowed to win um, that's why I'm willing to tell other people about this but definitely don't miss out on that great opportunity also DraftKings Sportsbook. Like I said, I'm making some money today. Um, the Dolphins got their touchdown. That's good to hear. They're up 7-3. to Have the ball in Atlanta territory. That was a lock. The Ravens, not going to lie, not looking too hot, but history is history. And I guess that means it already happened and it's in the past. But what I meant by that is they're going to win this game because it's going to be 19 in a row tying a preseason record. Not going to panic. Not going to buy out. None of that. Um, so that's really cool for me. Uh, so many cool things going on. I've got a bunch of money on this Broncos game. I've got a bunch of money on things that people say that you shouldn't be betting on. If you like to bet on things that people say you should bet on, well then here's the deal for you. If you bet $1 on a college football game and you're a new user, you get $200 in free bets. It's a great deal. Don't miss out on that. Um, you know, there's, there's, some deals that are like really good and some where it's like, God, I mean, this is 50, 50, but no, this is just a straight up lock. As soon as you put a $1 bet in, you just get $200 in free bets in your account instantly. It's a really cool thing. Uh, has to be a college football game and that's the only rule. Um, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR and receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code DMVR to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. Um, oh, there was a thing I told you to remind me. What was that? We were talking about... Oh, oh, I remember what it was. So, camp is basically over. I thought of that because they said that... Uh, I don't know when the camp, the camp promo ends. So, they're still, like, doing their thing. But classes start on Monday. And that means that Colorado has to go back to the 20-hour-a-week limit. In terms of, like, practice or contact or whatever. Um, so, that means that kind of the bulk of things are done and now it's time to start working on the game plan and that sort of stuff carl did say that there's some position battles they're still sorting out in particular the outside linebackers 
you know, Carson Wells obviously gets one of those spots because he's one of the best in college football at it. Uh, but the other spot is still up in the air between uh, Josh Gustav, Guy Thomas, or Jamar Montgomery. He said again that they've all had really, really good camps, and that makes it hard to pick who's going to be the starter. So they haven't done it yet. Um, it's going to be a rotation. I'm confident saying that at this point. Nobody's just ran away with it because they're all running so fast. Who could run away? Um, the other one, the tackle battle, also not decided. And Carl said the main reason for that is just that they haven't been able to get them all healthy at the same time. You've got Max Ray, who I still think starts at one spot. Um, you've got Frank Phillip. You've got uh, Jake Wiley. Frank has been battling from injury. He should be good to go here soon, if not already. I actually don't know where he's at in this recovery, but we're we're at the point where he was supposed to be pretty close to fine, if not fine. Um, so that'll probably get sorted out in the next couple weeks. Um, and there's a chance that but they both start, and Max Ray goes to the bench. Like I've said, I think that Max Ray gets the job. I think that Frank Phillip gets the other job, and I think Jake Wiley has to wait his turn. Um, we'll see what happens, though. Um, what else do we have in the notes? There we go. Oh, this is a big one. Um, all those veteran guys who didn't play before, they were back. Um, Carson Wells, Nate Lamb, and Brady Russell, a bunch of those guys were back on the field, and things went well. Oh, I should have led with this, but there were no major injuries. That is the big update, and that's what honestly really matters out of all of this. Um, but Carl said Carson got some snaps, Nate got some snaps, Brady got some snaps. Um, basically, a lot of the guys who we've kind of kept on the sideline um, – to try to keep them healthy, they were back doing all their uh, stuff that they do. Uh, he said that they want to give them some live reps today, test them, but also to uh, give them some confidence. Um, he was pretty excited about the defense. I think that this is one of the first real times they've gotten like a full look at what it looks like. And I'm not sure. There still might have been a couple pieces not out there. I'm not totally sure. Nothing major injury-wise, though, so it shouldn't be anything too concerning. But he did say... When all those pieces are back and we're ready to roll, it's going to be a pretty special, I think kind of comes off and is like, these guys can be a really good defense. I think they'll season themselves up when they all get playing together. Um, they'll get better as we go, but they do have a chance to be a really good defense. So it's good to see Nate out there and he's doing some good stuff. You can see his leadership and how confident the defense is when he's out there. Um, Mark said the same thing. He said having Nate just being who he is, just calling different things out, being a leader, um, but then he also said, it's really no drop-off from him to the twos. Having Quinn Perry, Marvin Ham, other guys, there's really no drop-off. They call the same things, pursue the ball just like Nate does. It's really good being able to have a set of linebackers that you don't see a lot of drop-off between the two. Now, do we believe him? No, not really. Um, I, I want that to be true. I want there to be a lot of really good linebackers. And I think that there might be a lot of really good linebackers. I just can't believe that it's comparable to Nate. Um, and what I think was going on was Mark wanted to, you know, say some nice things about his teammates. Um, so, I don't know. I guess we'll see if those guys see the field. Um, how is it for all the big notes? 
Um, Colby talked a little bit about working with another sender or with a, with a quarterback, Brendan Lewis, um, now that he's locked into the starting job. He said that chemistry is important, um, that uh, it isn't quite as important when you're talking about the uh, – like like shotgun snaps but in terms of like under center stuff that really does matter um and they're getting that work in oh let's uh let's talk about ball we love ball uh not just like ball is in football or basketball or baseball or is that all of them that have ball in it because soccer doesn't hockey doesn't rugby doesn't cross doesn't huh that might be all of them point is but ball is in ball like ball arena or ball aerospace or you know the ball that makes all the cans that we drink out of um they're actually the world's largest aluminum can and aluminum packaging manufacturer uh they're also leading global sustainability efforts as they have been doing for decades um they do a bunch of really cool stuff right here in denver um you know, they made 101 billion cans. I love to say that. Uh, but they're also adding more people to the 400-person plant here in Golden. Um, people really like drinking out of sustainable beverage cans. I was trying to think of another word. Not receptacle. That's garbage. Um, but but aluminum, they, aluminum is sustainable, so people are really happy about that. And so now people need more aluminum than ever before. So they're making more aluminum than ever before. That's why they're hiring more people. Um, 75% of the world's aluminum is still in the in use today that's ever been produced. Um, so down in Golden, they make 8-ounce and 12-ounce cans. They make a 24-ounce growler size. They make um, a 12-ounce sleek can. There's a 24-ounce can, Alumatech bottles. Uh, they also make a bunch of different can lid sizes. So you can put different sizes. It's... They make a lot of cans. And if you're a big can guy, then this is the job for you. Um, they are hiring, like I said, at that plant in Golden. If you want to apply or even just want more information, text GOLDEN to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. It's jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN or simply text GOLDEN to 77222. You will not be disappointed because it's ball and they're great. Um... Mark Perry talked a little bit about confidence. Uh, he said that it's been nice for him just working at one position. So you remember, I talked to him a week or two ago, and he said he'd been working mostly at free safety, but he was planning on moving back to the star at some point. Well, it sounds like he's mostly just been working back there at, at safety. And he said that it's been really nice just to have one spot to be working on after moving around quite a bit the last couple of years, learning, a different sp learning the different spots the last couple of years. Um, and that's good to hear. And he did say, like, it's good for me to get this interception because it's good for me to just, like, have more confidence. He had a rough year last year, and he's been open with us saying that. Um, definitely good to hear that he's playing well, though, and getting back on the right track. Uh, definitely one of the most talented players on that football team in terms of just, like, size and speed and strength and all that. He's a sophomore. Got to put the pieces together. And that's not too big of a surprise. Um, 
Colby Purcell said some good things about Jake Wiley. Probably should have said that when we were talking about the tackle battle. Said that he took like a huge leap between the end of the season and spring ball, and then another one from the end of spring ball until fall camp, and that's really how he's gotten himself into the conversation for a starting job. Um, Said that he's been working on some things himself. He didn't want to say what those were, um, which is interesting. Is it, does he have some like move that he's going to pull out against Northern Colorado? I would hope not. I would hope he could save it for a game when he needs more moves than being just bigger and stronger and all that. But, you know, um, that's going on too. Anything else? I think that that's pretty much it. Um, and since that is it, that's all that we're going to talk about today. Um, no practice tomorrow. I'll be back up in Boulder on Monday. And when I go up there on Monday, I will uh, learn some things to talk about on the podcast also on Monday, and I will see you then.